fan podcast it is your host david palermo here with you today for september 7th 2016 you can find me on twitter at numb bills fan on twitter i'm going to step aside from this radio voice and uh alongside of me uh who do we got here you already know adam deacon here you can find me on twitter at numb bills adam d send me all your love letters and hate mail and all that Tweet at me. It's good. Um, also, make sure you check us out at numbillsfan.com. You can check our past episodes. It's got links to all of our social media. We're everywhere. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We got all sorts of, all sorts of good stuff floating around. Um, also, you can catch all the back episodes of Numb Bills Fan Live from the Bills Fanatics Network, which we appear on every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. So if you're listening to this, you probably just missed it, but it was awesome. Figure this out. Bills Fanatics, if you haven't heard of them, they have a Facebook group, and they really have pretty much all things one-stop shop, Buffalo Bills information, streamlined, fast, awesome, great design, not gaudy, not awful looking, not hideous, easy on the eyes, beautiful design, love all the dudes there, shout out to Rico, Pierre, Bobby, Love Bobby. Bobby does awesome stuff. Bobby the plumber. So, really, check us out. Facebook Live. They have a different show every night at 7 during the week. We are on there Wednesdays, every Wednesday, like you said. And it's awesome because you get to interact with us. Obviously, you're in podcast form, so there's only so much crap we could talk right now without interaction. So, please yeah, check right. us out Yeah, I mean, there. you could tweet us after the show or whatever, and we might get back to you next time. But, I mean, this Facebook Live, you get right in there, and we can't. We can't run away. Well, we we can avoid. I I always avoid the people being like, oh, is that dude stone? I I never even. I I don't dignify it. What kind of question is that? What kind of person do you take me for? Yeah, I'm no s- Chantrell Henderson. All right. Yeah, you're not recovering from Crohn's. You don't need weed. But who are we? Kidding? You don't know my life, dog. You don't know what I'm recovering from. We always need weed. So here we are. <laughs> it is game week. It is the Ravens. And the Buffalo Bills, the Bills are stepping into Baltimore. I'm a Baltimore Orioles fan, so I got no hate for the city of Baltimore. Uh, I don't know. Are the Bills going to get away with murder on that offensive line on the left side? The Ravens are starting two rookies on the left line. You've been digging for for a way to drag drag that out ever since the schedule got released. I don't know what suit you're talking about that I may or may not have anymore. Yeah, no, but but you bring up a valid point. That's it, a, it, it's that, scary. It's scary for the Ravens considering you got Flacco coming back from an injury, a pretty a pretty significant injury, and he's got all these rookie linemen on his blind side. It makes a lot of sense. And speaking of other things, funny before I forget, uh, it. Coming up very soon, we are officially part of Punchrunk Sports Podcast. So punchrunksports.com will have a sports network with a beautiful website, and there will be a podcast for every professional team. And we are the sole exclusive Buffalo Bills podcast, a podcast, pretty much a, a sports podcast network with comedians talking sports. Whatever you want to call us, we'll be that. A piece of shit, a comedian, two idiots sitting behind a beautiful setup. And we got a Yamaha board. We're not here to fuck around. We take everything serious. Too serious. So check that out. PunchDrunkSports.com. Great comedians like Ari Shafir, The Teeb, Jason Tebow, and Sam Tripoli. They all do a show called Punch Drunk Sports. They do at least one to two a week. And check it out. Good stuff. Very funny. And also, a lot of comedians you've heard about will have podcasts about sports teams now to be put into further notice. So again, punchrunksports.com. Back to the Ravens. 
Steve Smith is also coming off an ACL injury too, Mr. Senior, Senior Man. But Rex Ryan likes him. He says he's never seen, you know, he, not never seen, but he loves how he plays. You know, wishes he was on his team in a way. Like, he likes that. that well, that's he said he's one of the most competitive guys he's ever seen is what he said. And you can say that about, you know, that, that, that gets thrown around a lot. Oh, that guy is ultra competitive. Find me a guy out there that isn't competitive. I'm, I'm not trying to shit on Steve Smith, but yo. Yo, man, Steve Smith he's is old. Steve he's Smith old, but he's f- always been consistent, man. You can't. Old, but consistent. That dude was supposed to, supposedly left for dead from Carolina and, like, was tearing things off in Baltimore. Gets hurt. And I have faith in Steve Smith because there's one thing with Steve Smith is somehow he's still at, like, ancient age, finds a way to get open. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's a very reliable receiver. I, I guess reliable is a better a better word than consistent, even. So another senior citizen the Ravens have on their team is Devin Hester. They brought him in to do returns. That, that's not even the same. That's not even the same age group. But okay, he's getting up there. You're right, and I don't know how right I am, but I'm just gonna keep staring at you in your eyes. I, I think Devin Hester's 32 or 33 or something like that. He's So he's a few years younger. Um, they might have went to high school together. You never know. I, I, I might even be off by a couple of years. So they bring this guy in, and it makes you wonder. The Buffalo Bills have stashed their kickoff specialist, Jordan Gay, on to the practice squad. He passed through waivers and after the Bills cut him. But he's back on the practice squad. It almost makes you wonder, do you activate him just to boom the ball out of the end zone with a guy like Devin Hester? Right. Well, well, Bills Fanatics had a post a little bit earlier that, that suggested that might be a plan. That might be in, in the cards here. The other thing to keep in mind, though, is they're also reevaluating this kickoff rule after week four. They feel that four weeks is long enough to know whether or not they should roll with this, or they should change it back, or adjust it. Wait, this is only temporary. Uh, yes, the the as of right now, the the uh, whatever the fucking little committee that that makes up competition the, committee that makes up the rule there. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna look at this after after the fourth week of regular season play and take a look and see what they can see and make a decision on whether or not to make this a permanent rule or to sweep it under the rug. Well, if Jeff Fisher's team is sucking at special teams, because we know he's on the competition committee, and if you don't know who Jeff Fisher is, he's that other senior citizen dinosaur guy that's still alive as a coach. It's well, not the, the same. LA he's not playing. You, you can still be a really great coach. He still has a job, and I wonder how. And Age has nothing to do with that shit, though. Tom Coughlin... I don't like the Giants, but he was a great coach. He's like, he's older than my dad. Can I just stick with old people? Just in the, can I just keep this you, thing you're, going? You're really offensive to the to the sixty and up crowd, man. All that that whole ref rant you had, man. You're gonna be, you're gonna be getting chased down the street by like an army of uh, of blind drivers who can't what see is me. It, the, little, the little rascal motor scooters are gonna be chasing you down the street, like all a la George Costanza. <laughs> Yeah, I I guess, but I don't know. I have eyes I can see. They can't see me, so... Yeah, but you're not that smart. You don't have to be to climb a tree. Well, I wouldn't know anything about that. I'll be waiting with my super soaker and bleach. I ain't here to play. Whoa. Whoa. Easy now. Whoa. It's uncalled for. So... Who knows, if Jeff Fisher's L.A. Rams are sucking in the special teams department, they had, like, four kicks brought back. I bet you they moved that shit back to the 20, get your guy kicking it out of the end zone. But if you're a negative Bills fan, you're probably like, oh, of course, they're going to have Devin Hester, he's going to return a touchdown, and then they're going to change the rule after four weeks. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably, if you want to go down that rule. So expect the Bills to be torched um, on special teams. Just kidding. Don't. So, yeah, Devin Hester... Now, Harbaugh is a, specializes in special teams. He was a special teams coach so uh, before he was a head coach. So it makes you wonder. That's pretty cool that uh, Devin Hester's there. I mean, you're talking Hall of Fame kick returner. Legit. Steve Tassler's talking about him, Hall of Fame, like no doubt. 
And Steve Tasker actually thinks that. Yo, playing... Steve Tasker was trying to say they could get two first round picks for EJ, though. Like, what? I'm be honest. I think Steve might drink a little too much. Yeah, I don't no, know. I was, was going to say some inflammatory shit during the games, but I understand the preseason games are hard. But like, you know, too bad that weed ain't legal because like I got I got to put t- Tasker's takes on on probation until until further notice, man. Like he, I I got to yeah, but when it comes to special I, they're, teams, they're under review, dog. But yeah, all right, all right, fair enough. If there's anything the dude does know, I guess it would be special teams. Yeah, so I mean, as far as special he, teams, he wrote the book, right? You I, know, during his during his run in the '90s with the championship Bills teams, there that that's the AFC championship. He brought up a good point though about Hester. He goes, you know, I think he uh, he said on the John Murphy show with Donald Jones. Shout out to those guys, and not that like they're my friends or even talk to me. I don't know them for shit. Yeah, we know you're we listening. We like them. We know you're listening, John. And um, you know. Tasker brought up the point. He thinks that Hester actually, the Bears didn't do himself any favors putting him at receiver and things that because he had to play receiver that it might have hindered his special teams. That said, that said, um, really, I'm sure Hester wanted to play receiver and get a shot there. So it, It's hard in this league, too, to just be a one-dimensional player. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of receivers don't stick unless they can make special teams. A lot of... Defensive backs, running backs—that's how they make their roster. Their, you know, their roster spot stick like is through special teams. So I don't know. You know, just it—it's—it's it's hard to find work when you're you're a completely one-dimensional player. So I I, I see why they would want to fill out their resume, so to speak. Makes sense. Um, big big things that you're looking at. I mean, all right, let's let's be real here. This is game one of the new era of the new season. And last year, the biggest problems with the Buffalo I like the Bills, name drop. I see what you did there. We, we were totally we were totally. I I missed it because I'm not that bright. So what are you talking about, fam? What name drop? New era. Oh shit. God, you really no. aren't that smart. No, I am not. Well, but I like that's why stand. this isn't called like the high IQ genius fan podcast. We're gonna do a, a podcast or a video. This isn't, Mensa doesn't fuck with us. Nah, we're we're gonna we're gonna do a video soon, which she doesn't even know about. Deacon doesn't even know about. But I'm gonna tell you, you heard it here first on September seventh. We're gonna do a video. Of us ripped with mega bong rips, and then we're gonna do a v- talking bills. Then we're gonna do a video of us really extremely drunk, and see what is more coherent. Just to put this whole weed debate to bed. I don't even drink because I am so sick of guys going on the radio talk. Oh yeah, come on, definitely we can have don't another, smoke. We can have another brewski. So you know, Santrell Henderson, that's the guy that's suspended with this dumbass weed thing. So. Back to what I'm saying to come off track of this garbage here, but you you can you can booze and smoke all the dope you want. I'm gonna be drinking water and chewing gum like a good Christian boy. You know I don't even really like alcohol to be honest. Like tailgating, I've probably had under seven beers in my life at a tailgate. That's weak. Yeah, red pencil tailgate. That's weak. That, <laughs> Dean. Our boy Dean gets that out of the way before he even leaves the house. I think we need to have a drunk Dean drinking game, but that will take I think over we the need to, drinking game. I think we just need to have a drunk Dean episode. No, man. I don't want to sit here editing Dean out because there's going to be so many things he says that I'm just going to say, what? why are you here? <laughs> like, I like you here in spirit and in thought, but when you're actually here, I can't handle you, man. Then he gets drunk, and he's got to hang on me, leaving the game. He, he falls. Didn't he fall up the stairs last year or something crazy? Yeah. You know what? I've spent enough time in a van with that kid drunk. I mean, we, we all used to play in a band together. Remember the time the you got left in Vermont? <laughs> Who, me? Remember I drove home from Vermont with uh, Tony there? Yeah. And you guys got stuck with a whole van full of gear because... Because you're a fucking dickhead. No, because our singer was too stupid to remember when I go, hey, dude, uh, are you sure you want me to leave without any gear? Yeah, man, just get out of here. We got it. Okay, just for the record, you got this. 
Four hours later, you assholes are coherent and awake. Where did you go? Hey, man, Chris, the band singer, bright guy, he decided uh, to let, let a dog know that it's okay for two guys to bounce. And one guy wasn't even the band that I took home. But, hey, I only had a crew cab S10, and with rain and no cover, I ain't... I ain't what, did, uh, did he give you permission to lack the fucking keys in the trailer, too, you asshole? Anyways, we're getting way off topic here. We're, we're, we're pulling up, like, old band resentment, old... Old fucking war stories from the road. <laughs> Don't even get me started. And I was the only sober one back then, too. And that's a fucked up part. But no, I, I've spent enough time with drunk Dean in a van to know that if he passes out, he just fart. he just be farting and sleeping. I mean, like, brutal. Dude, he peed on himself in the van, allegedly. And I think he tried to cover it up with beer. Oh, dude, it was just beer. Well, yeah, we know the shit that you buy, you broke fuck. It's that bad that it smells like piss. We ain't even broke. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I'm sure he got the cheap shit. He is now. All right. Hey, Dean, <laughs> congratulations on getting your license back, dog. We're proud of you. Wait, did he really get it back? Yeah, he uh, he said so last last time on uh, Facebook Live. Did he really surprise Dean Milak? His Facebook logo, by the way, is a play on... He has a Facebook logo, no avatar picture. It's a play on the Genesee beer. So. Yeah. Nice. You know, the name is so fitting. I'm sure that the course looked over his paperwork. And now let's see what this guy's like. Yeah, he's totally rehabilitated. I'm sure he didn't mean it. Genesee logo with his name in it. Okay, dude. All right, so, all right, reset, rewind 10 minutes, and then skip back to the 16-minute and 45-second mark now. So, really, the Bills are playing the Ravens. All the problems of 2015 of, hey, who is the quarterback? Guess what? That's solved. Hey, is the defense buying in? Supposedly. Let's see. Hey, is Sammy going to get the ball? Apparently. Hey, is Tyra Taylor going to run well? Yup, there's no fullback there now. And Ryan Laso on Twitter, also part of the Bills Fanatics show, along with Icy Vic on the Rock Sports Network. Uh, Ryan, yeah. Ryan Laso brought up a good point. Shady McCoy ran better without a fullback. And, you know, Eric Turner brought up a point as well from cover one, and, and these two guys are they're, they're, they're right. Um, these two guys look at What, what Dave's trying to say, these two guys are smart. The two guys you're listening to, kind of dumb. But, hey. We could point you in the direction. We, 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 we know where to get the info. We just put it together. Reading and comprehension and... All right, so you're still with us. Yeah. Unfortunately, poor people, poor listeners. Eric brought up a good point from cover one. That, always. That, always that, does. That Greg Roman's offense, just like in San Francisco, is evolving. So the Bills, when they had Felton, they, you know, a lot of people out there thought with Rex Ryan that it was a guaranteed ground and pound. And if you listen to Rex Ryan very carefully last year, he didn't say specifically ground and pound, the media just kind of how some people assumed, not going to call the people out because I disagree with this take back then, that Castle, all right, Castle's the starter, on to the next theory. No. There was no guarantee it was going to be ground and pound. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, felt right, I, think, I think I can go, go back, you know, because I, I signed in on Facebook in the mornings and they got the little – on this day last year, you said thus and such. I think I can say, without even any close competition, last season was the time that I was most wrong about the Bills roster heading into the season, out of all of the seasons since I've been paying attention to what goes on with this team. What's So, like... I, I was watching all these things like, oh, I, I see these things pop up on Facebook, me, me getting excited. Oh, we just we just traded for Matt Castle, day one starter, watch. Like, oh, I was wrong. Foot in mouth. Awful. Dude, you were terrible. And you were even worse once you got to Texas. Well, what's funny. Holy shit, you were bad. Yeah, and, and Jared Jones over there actually traded for that guy. Now it's, I believe, a 2017 pick. But, I mean... Here's the deal. As I said it all along, you were actually higher on Tyrod Taylor out to get your, like, 
Dave, look what they brought in here. And Tyra Taylor, I don't follow college ball. No, as I know. I started. I, I started putting on his uh, Virginia Tech highlight reels. I was like, wait, 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 wait. What is? What is this? Who is this man who has slipped through the cracks? This this talent whose name I only vaguely remember. You know. Right, and, and so Tyra. I don't keep track of these six round picks. I don't keep track of them. They're always interesting stories, and you wonder, hey, whatever happened to that guy? You know, years ago it was okay. What's going to go on with the scouting kid? What's going to go on with Johnny Manziel? What's going to go on with Tim Tebow? I don't even want to say it, but um, you look at a guy like Tyrod Taylor. He beat a lot of Michael Vick's records at Virginia Tech. I don't want to say all because I don't know. Yeah, but no, I mean he came out there and Michael like Michael Vick. He he came out. In, in Virginia Tech and just turn that record book upside down, though. Like, tore it up out there. Sat behind Joe Flacco. Was part of the Ravens organization. Again, as a Yo, that has pack. to like, sting so bad. I, I know I've, I've talked about this. They sat the guy behind Flacco for four years. Developed the shit out of him. I mean, he came up here and the, the boy could ball. And, I mean, Flacco's a durable guy, but as soon as Tyrod Taylor's out of Baltimore, you know you know, Flacco goes down with an injury. What oh. are the odds of that? But could he have sat behind a better quarterback, though? I mean, I mean, he could have. I mean, there's... I would sit behind Flacco. I mean, I would I, sit there's, behind anybody. I but. have less fingers than there are better quarterbacks than Joe Flacco in the NFL. I would agree. I, I would say that he's towards the bottom of the list of top 10 quarterbacks in the league. What do they say about numbers? They don't lie. And he keeps trending usually upwards overall. And if you divide his career into two, you know, he's pretty damn solid. So, especially as of late. And I would not complain to Joe Flacco as a quarterback. I think he's underappreciated a little bit. At the same time, I'm very happy with Tyrod Taylor. I can't wait. He Finally, he had a full offseason as the starter, was getting guys together. Hey, let's work. Hey, let's work. Anybody you talk to in that building and they talk about getting there early, it's always Tyrod Taylor was already here. Not I was here and then Tyrod Taylor showed up. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah Tyrod Taylor was already here. And I love that you're still hearing that this year after the contract's been signed. He's still that dude it's not like oh i got something to prove i gotta win this starting job like it's not enough that he got the got the the job now he wants to just go out there and kill it he wants he wants to win he wants to turn this team around and i i think you know he really is the type of dude who believes in himself to the point where he can make it happen Having the confidence of the guys around you, I think, is a huge thing. And last year, every player they're talking about him. Last year was weird for me as a Bills fan because I, I kept questioning the damn defense. I was like, "What is up with this defense?" I've, I feel like historically, as a Bills fan, I'm like, "Where's the offense? We got to score some points. Where's the offense? We got to score some points. Where are the points? We're losing. We need to score." Like. I just feel like last year I was like, oh, my God, they scored. Oh, my God, they scored again. They're still scoring. But it's like the defense only showed up when they felt like it. And they need both. But it threw me off having to like be like, wait, we have, we have holes in our defense? Like, but our offense is good? Like, I didn't even know how to take it last season. Now I'm just like, okay, give me more. I felt like the year they gave away two pick, an extra first round pick for Sammy Watkins, which was Cleveland's pick. And uh, by the way, that guy's gone. That pick that the Bills gave up for him, he's yeah. already off the Cleveland roster. So, which makes the Sammy extra pick look better. And honestly, at that point, I thought, what holes does the team really have right now? I mean, some people were talking guard, but I don't. I I just. I didn't feel that the team had that many holes, and not for nothing, you don't value a guard in the first round. So I mean, yeah, you do. You they, no, they not, you I mean, do, it's rare. They do. It's rare. You have your linemen go in the first round, 
not a guard though, particularly. Or I mean, Eric Wood was technically. No, I mean the the, the thing about it. Early, but you got to be really special. Yeah, exactly. And you, there's, you take a tackle over a guard. There's there's a high risk for for failure there. That you know what I mean. I feel like that's that's one of the riskier positions to draft early. Right. And I like I like where they've been been at like like John Miller in the third, that was perfect. Perfect perfect spot. Not too high, not too low. Seems like guys they, they felt like he was gonna be there. They did that years back with Calvin Shepard. I remember Changi like in, in, in the Buddy Knicks era. They those guys like Calvin Shepard from the senior bowl. Because Shane Gay, we coached the senior ball that year. I feel like we need a Buddy Nick's drinking game lately. Like, I like those guys. They're my friends. I, oh, I did not like those guys. I don't know. I, I, I really think this, this offense needs to work on their three and outs. That, that was a troubling spot last year. Is can they sustain a drive? Because when you think the Buffalo Bills offense, I'm thinking enormous plays. I'm not thinking consistent drives down the field. It's been really boom or bust. And it's kind of disgusting that we could have these nasty plays go to Sammy Watkins. You know, hopefully LaShawn McCoy just busts out. I mean, there's so many playmakers. Expect a huge year of Charles Clay. Donald Jones is calling it better stats from Charles Clay than Sammy Watkins. You know what else else he called that I liked on the the John Murphy show the other day? What did he call? He was was talking... uh, Going going up top, first play of the game. Yeah, remember the first play last year? Was that Matt Castle with Tyrod spread out? <sighs> kind of weird stuff that failed. Yeah. But that was cute. Yo, you know what I want the first play of the season to be? A jet sweep. Throw. Nah, man. I want I want EJ to come in with that with that hard as nails hard count. Get him. <laughs> get him, EJ. The tiger of EJ. The eye of the tiger EJ. Just, I wish we could just send him out once per game and just automatically get the other team to jump off sides. It would be worth the roster spot. That's why he's on the team. Minnesota, apparently, <laughs> you know, hey, I got Sam Bradford is better than EJ Manuel. I don't know. I really don't know. So that must mean that the Bills really liked EJ Manuel if he wasn't I think, traded. I think the Eagles just want to pick really high next year. That's what they're hoping for. So, oh wait, Cleveland has their first rounder next year, though. Okay, well, never mind. That was dumb. Cleveland, Cleveland gets all the uh, all the benefits of that team tanking. Oh, that's fucking terrible. The football season is so absolutely weird, bonkers. What do you think with, you know? You have to almost plan for your guys getting hurt. I hate to say it, but it was like, well, if Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. Look, hopefully Tyrod Taylor plays smarter, and as in smarter by being safer. At the same time, I don't want this guy to just stop running. That is the whole purpose of Tyrod Taylor is he is a true dual threat, but he will tell you first, my eyes are down the field. So year two is a big year for Tyrod Taylor in this offense, and say what you want about Colin Kaepernick. Year two of Colin Kaepernick and Greg Roman's offense was awesome. And it was his first year as a full-time starter, and then the year after that, bombed out. And honestly, Tyrod Taylor needs to take this step. So hopefully it, it all works out with him this year. They need to sustain drive, second year in the system, look for Clay, because if they sustain their drives instead of going three and out, three and out, three and out, that means you get to see more from guys like Charles Clay. You know, you get to see more from other guys down the jet chart too, oh, and you, now you have to account for Goodwin if he's on the field. You got to account for Sammy Watkins. So Tyrod's so set up, man. Like they locked in, they locked in the key players. Now they didn't even have Tyrod on the on the team yet, but they they secured an elite wide receiver. You know, moving forward, a couple years back, they got Shady McCoy, a lighter than he's been in four years. By the way, expect a bounce. I hate to say bounce back, but like. Expect the best year from LaShawn McCoy since his rushing title season. Right. That's how I'm looking right. at and, it. And, I mean, that sets up all sorts of fun stuff for the passing game. And it also ta- it takes a little pressure off Tyrod. And they also locked up that strong left side of the line. Cordy Glenn got the deal done. Richie Incognito, deal is done. Like, 
they got you know Charles Clay. They paid a they paid a ton of money to get him in. So too much, some might say. I think, I think for you know we've talked about it, for for a complete tight end that can can do everything you need a tight end to do. He's worth he he's worth it, and they got him locked in. And and like you said, it wouldn't be unlikely to see him just blow up this year. Tyrod Taylor, I think, is a sleeper fantasy pick if you haven't picked him up. A lot of guys are saying 13th round for him, 10 to 13. And if you make a little list of the quarterbacks taken, which Sean and I did this year in our little co-op league, and I took it out of my other draft, I'm only doing two fantasy leagues. Um, you know, you really take notice of who's gone. We picked up, like, Phillip Rivers early. No one cares about my draft stories. Or Yo, I'm, late, late, late Phillip Rivers. Like I'm after protesting Stanford, this year. Cousins. Why? No fantasy No leagues? fantasy this year. Yeah, okay, we'll see about DraftKings. I'm out. No n- no fantasy for me this year. What are we looking at on, on, on the defensive side of the ball? Okay, since I'll answer my own question. We have Lorenzo Alexander starting, and Shaq Lawson was released. No, and, and, no, no. Or, or not Shaq Lawson, I'm sorry. Manny, Manny Lawson. Manny Lawson was released. Which is bad, but not your first-round pick getting released bad. This is true. Don't trust me. Don't. Why are you still listening? Really? So follow. Follow. This. I hope. I hope like you didn't just give somebody like a a little heart attack or something. Somebody won't even like. Wait, what happened? Where where was this in the news? This is why we don't write. This is this is permanent. We get a chance to correct ourselves. So <laughs> Manny Lawson's release. It was a shocker, and we don't even really need to talk about it too much. But there was something fishy with some kind of suspension, possibly. Who knows what yeah. that had to do with it? I don't know. He had a lot of playing time in that fourth preseason game. Does that mean here's your chance, kid, or here? We're going to throw you a bone. We're going to cut you, get some game tape out there, show what you can do. And he played out of his mind in that game. He was showing up. So I look at it like this. Lorenzo Alexander, surprisingly, everybody wants to write. People want to write him off. Very close to writing an article about about him and uh, How close are you? No, I, I, we were over the summer talking about writing how they were talking about special teams. They've re, the Bills have really invested into special teams this year. And Lorenzo Alexander, you can't just look at him like a special teamer. You, you look at him like if you're buying what Rex is saying, here's a guy who came in and earned a spot, and he's smart, and he knows what he needs to do. And, again, Yeah, no, there's a handful of these guys that they brought in that I look at, and I'm just like, yo. They are perfect for what Rex Ryan does. Lorenzo Alexander is one of them. Another one is Robert Blanton. I just watched this kid, and he is all over the field going wild. He was making noise at mini camps and OTAs as a vocal guy. And, like, Robert Blanton, I'm excited for Robert Blanton. I think of what do I know, but as I see it right now, they brought Robert Blanton in for a reason. And if one of these safeties goes down, I see Robert Blanton on the team for a long time. If Corey, Blanton, if Corey Graham, you know, some people don't like Corey Graham because when you look at, at, at film, it looks, you know, when you're watching a game, you see Corey Graham's number being torched. At the same time, when you talk to the coaches, hey, give him another year at safety. Let him learn the position. His coach, Tim McDonald, in the secondary was saying, we've said this a lot, secondary coach was saying, hey, we think Corey Graham just saw too much. You know, you used to play corner. When you're in safety, you're seeing the whole entire play right in front of you. So knowing that, people could bite. And I look at it like this. The Bills' defense is all in. There's some shuffling around on linebackers. I'm not worried about it. Zach Brown and Preston Brown are fine linebackers. Zach Brown is sneaking in coverage. And the way this defense is working out, even with the cornerbacks and the safeties, is left and right. Rex Ryan was asked about the wide receivers, who's, who's going to cover the number one, and he's, he's like, it's going to be more of a left and yeah. right thing. Yeah, because you got two corners that are perfectly capable of covering a number one receiver. I take comfort in that. Yep, and then you got safeties that are versatile as well, which, oh, by the way, Robert Blanton... <laughs> Can play corner as well. Yeah, has in the past. So yeah, I mean Aaron Aaron Williams has played corner. Corey Graham's played corner. This Bills team is a cutting edge defense. Believe what you want. Rex Ryan is trying to fix the game. And when when Rex was asked, "What do you do about these quarterbacks that are getting rid of the ball so fast?" and he answered at his press conference, "We're going to have to. We got to tighten up the coverage." 
They can get rid of the ball, but where are you throwing? You're taking up the passing lanes. You're taking up this and that. But we saw what happened. Sometimes we're like, you know, especially the Bengals game, why isn't that dude just kind of like rushing? Andy Dalton is all this time. Again, year two. I really feel that last year, if everybody would have bought in and the offense could sustain a drive a little bit, take more time, more air out of the out of the ball offensively and defensively, the team would be in a lot better position. And as always, you know, you can have other things. We call them acts of God, a.k.a. refs, ruin calls for every single team. So you have to play them too. So we can't just blame them as a Bills fan. Every team gets fucked by these senior citizens. So it seems like defensively, the Bills have a very good foot forward. I'm very confident in this team. I'm have no choice and I look at sports like a positive outlet and I'm not going to sit here and be like Lorenzo yeah, I'm saying or not if if Rex Ryan the defensive genius in the bloodline and the rest of the coaching staff that respects him says Lorenzo Alexander is a starter there is a reason for that and I trust that over Manny Lawson I mean if he's if he's the next man up and and he can fill those shoes I don't care who I don't care who it is Put him out there. I think this actually comes down to special teams. <laughs> no, just kidding. But I really think that we, we've talked Bill's special teams. And with this 25-yard touchback deal and you got Dan Carpenter kicking off, we touched on Jordan Gate earlier, You, it, it almost makes you kind of wonder, what's the deal here? Is this team going to step up? Is this team going to nail it? Is this team going to knock it out of the park with kickoff coverage? Marcus Easley is not on the team anymore. Or not, I shouldn't say that. Marcus Easley is hurt. One of the best special teams gunners in the league. And very dependable on punts. Very dependable on any every phase of special teams. So I can't really knock him at all. And I can't knock him for not being there. But I'm a little bit worried about it. Because you got guys like Anderson, who they signed as a safety, stepping up and, and, and doing his thing on special teams still. But the Bills have been shuffling around the roster. They've been bringing guys in and out. You know, they even brought in Brandon Tate for special teams, a return guy, which tells me I think they got a bigger role for Reggie Bush than we all planned. Yeah, I mean, I could see them probably either having something different in mind with Reggie Bush, you know, maybe maybe taking more snaps on offense or just there's certain things that they still want to check out. You know, we, it might just be, hey, all right, we're not getting – we're not getting the the results we thought we would. Let's take a look at another guy. Or, you know, they they could be evaluating Brandon Tate for any any different number of reasons. And after the week they've had, I can't really be like, oh my god, they signed such and such. They signed such and such because you know you had you had um ah oh, damn I'm I'm forgetting his name already. But you had the the fullback guy come in and oh they're signing another fullback. Fine oh, tail. Yeah, yeah, and guy doesn't pass his physical, so whatever. I'm not, I'm not gonna get all worked up about oh Brandon Tate or Reggie Bush or whatever. Let's let's find out. Sunday's not that far away. I can wait instead of speculate. Let's see who let's see who they put back there. Maybe it's Walter Powell. Maybe it's Brandon Tate. Maybe it's Reggie Bush. Maybe it's someone else. Maybe they got the wool over all of our eyes just to make sure they can trick us. I, I, Who knows? I don't know. I got to say, I mean, they did sign Eric. The, the Ravens did sign Eric Weddle in the offseason to safety. Oh, so, I you forgot know, about that. Right. And cornerback Gerard Powers from the Cardinals. But at the same time, it's like, you know, these the Cardinals are or the Cardinals. The cornerbacks, I, I think if you look – at strength of wide receivers against cornerbacks, I would give our wide receivers the edge over the secondary of the Ravens all day long. Yeah. You got to keep in mind, too, Elvis Doomerville, their all-star linebacker guy, is hurt. He is not playing just announced today as of Wednesday, the 7th of September. Elvis Doomerville is not playing. Well, you're left with Terrell Suggs, who is back. I don't think this is the same Ravens defense. So, look, this team won five games last year. Now, we all give them respect because 
we haven't been to the playoffs in so long. We don't even really know what it feels like in our adult years. I'm 32. It's been 16 years. Yeah, you know and, what? Ironically, like I started college today. I was like, wow, I haven't been to school since the Bills were in the playoffs. Isn't that crazy? We got to get over it. I, I think this, you got Charles Clay. Charles Clay is going to bust out this year. You got Sammy Watkins coming to form. Now teams are going to queue in on Sammy Watkins. Good. The more people queue in on the Sammy Watkins, we're going to be having this discussion. Do you throw to Sammy even when he's covered? Yes, you have to. You have to. That said, you also have other options that because the team has been fruitless at quarterback for so many years consistently. Now, do I think Fitzpatrick is serviceable? serviceable? Yes. I even think EJ could help. I think we have a wonderful situation at backup with EJ. Say what you want. The kid is progressing, and the team has invested a lot of time into him. And David Lee at the quarterback's coach, hey, it kind of fixes and get ready to drink the couple years he was with Doug Marone. So I look at it like this team offensively, I feel, should really torch the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the problem we have is, will the defense step up? Rex Ryan is going to be look look to get Joe Flacco off his spot. He did say, I'm not going to, we're not going to just change our game plan because he was injured. You bet your ass Rex Ryan is going to be doing a lot of simulated pressures, especially the thing I think is you got, we talked before, the left side of the offensive line is rookies, left guard, left tackle. You know, you had Treadwell, they've, or I'm sorry, I'm, I'm losing my mind right now. I'm not accurate. I'm sorry, but the, the, the left, left tackle, left guard, rookies against a Rex Ryan defense. Can you talk about overwhelmed? You got Kyle Williams. If Kyle Williams can get us by for four games, which I want Kyle Williams, oh, you're obviously, then you got, who you got coming back? I mean, you know, you got Shaq Lawson coming back in. You got Marcel Darius coming back after a four-game suspension. There's, there's some guys that are that are going to pop up. Pretty nifty players. Pretty and, nifty players. Uh, start, start, start making game tape. It changes everything when you watch the film on this team when they come back. It's almost like having bonuses. you got to look at Adolphus Washington. The Bills' third-round pick is really stepping in there. He's quite the athlete. He's a basketball player at heart. He's picked up football years back. And Rex Ryan and his coaching staff is behind him. He's like, look, we knew he could do some special things, and we could teach him how to stop the run. And lo and behold, he is shining. I am loving Doug Whaley and this roster right now, even with all the turmoil. And the reason I like this roster is, wow, Reggie Ragland goes out. Well, don't even worry about it. We've already had Zach Brown. You make a trade for a linebacker from Green Bay and McCree, and it's like, I'm pretty stoked. They're covered on yeah. all angles. Yeah, they got some They got some guys out there that can definitely make some plays, and I I just really like the way it doesn't feel like, even with, with Darius out, and with Raglan down and Shaq Lawson out for, for half the year, it doesn't feel hopeless. It's going to be an interesting year, especially because the theme with the defense is, all right, communication. I look at it like this team is over the communication issue, especially defensively and definitely offensively. So I look at it like this is, Rex Ryan's talking left and right side for everything. From the cornerbacks, he's talking Darby Gilmore, left, right side. They're not going to throw Gilmore thanks to Darby being so good. They're not going to have him just follow everything, you know. So it, it, it doesn't matter what receiver is lined up on who because I look at Ronald Darby, he's going to hold it down with, with, I think, a lot of guys in this league. He proved it last year. And Stephon Gilmore has always wanted to cover the best guys. I remember year, years back, he, he asked the coaches, I want to cover Larry Fitzgerald the last time they played the Cardinals. And that's who we covered. He requested. He went to the coaches. Quiet Stephon Gilmore went to the coaches and said, yo, we, I want to cover this man. I want the responsibility. I want to do it. And to me, that shows a lot about character. That shows a guy that 
is nothing is too big for him. He's humble. He's calm. And with Darby stepping up, we got Roby Coleman coming back at the nickel spot. And, oh, by the way, Kevon Seymour has been cleared to practice, which was a Bills sixth-round pick. So Yeah, Seymour's back at practice. Cordy Glenn's back at practice. Aaron Williams back at practice. I think a lot. Some we, good names there, man. We just did a Facebook live session on Bills Fanatics, Bills Fanatics BF Facebook. So uh, it's Facebook.com, Bills Fanatics BF. We talked about the the safeties as well being so versatile on this podcast and and on the Facebook live session. A lot of people aren't sure what to think about Corey Graham and let's let the coaches lay out the template and see if they follow it. Give them a chance. Let them have this roster out there for a few games. Let's see how if it comes to fruition. If Corey Graham looks lost to the fans who don't believe in, in him, I do believe in him. He is 31 years old, but I don't really care for that age number too much. A lot of people like to put a lot of stock well, in that. Well, yeah, because you're 32. At the same time, I am 32. But the way I look at that number is... And look at you, all fat, it, out of shape, it's round. True. Oh, wait, no, that's me. Oh. That's me. I was looking at the wrong guy. That's all right. The mirror's in the bathroom. So the way I look at it is this, is you got Along guys... With my he, dignity. You got guys here that... It seems media-wise, they don't know shit about the player or how they'll fit, and they want to find a reason that a guy is going to go downhill. So the easy target is, you know, he is approaching 30, or, you know, he is over 30. Oh, you know, he is. Okay, look at Frank Gore. Look at all these other guys. You also know when you hear players talk, like Donald Jones on a John Murphy show brings the light, he's like, yeah, there's players that we're training really hard. I'm training really hard as an as an undrafted free agent, and you got guys that are straight up drinking coffee in the weight room, and they're not giving it their all. And it's like, I think if you got a guy like Corey Graham, he's been in the league this long, and he's fought his way up depth charts from a special teamer. I don't see him falling off that quick. He's not your typical guy that's a first-round pick that's just been hanging around and been able to slack. You're talking about a guy who's picked off Peyton Manning, I know of at least three times. Overall, I'm looking for this team to just to wrap this up, to be consistent. Can we have a consistent team this year? Can this defense be top 12? Can they be top 10? Can this offense be top 12, top 10? Can this special teams be middle of the pack? Can this team hold their head together, not get too emotional? I'm referencing back to the game that Aaron Williams almost got paralyzed, and he's playing out of his mind. The Buffalo Bills played so emotional in the first week against the Patriots at home, and everybody was too hyped. And, and frankly, this team That was week two. Yeah, this team needs to calm down, and it's nice to see these guys get themselves back on the field, get healthy, Rex Ryan has held a lot of guys out of practice, from Sammy Watkins in the beginning of training camp to even LaShawn McCoy in, in, in certain practices. It's it's like these guys are being rested nice. They're not playing a bunch. He says that the team has been ready, you know, even since before week four, and it's like I don't know if I buy that. I don't know enough. He could just be hyping up the team, putting confidence in them, like, hey, guys, you've been great. Really appreciate everything you've been doing. Um, here we go. Let's go. We're all ready now. But honestly, I am worried. My biggest concern, believe it or not, is not the defense. It's the offense. I just want them to stay consistent. If we do that, you think it's a win-win, right? Got a figure? Safe bet. Numbillsfan.com. Check us out. All of our back catalogs. We're also on Bills Fanatics Facebook. Every Wednesday, 7 p.m.-ish, usually up by 7.10. So always check that out if you have not yeah, seen no, our just videos. Yeah, go over, click follow on their, on their page, and when we go live, you'll get a notification. Great, people. Also, don't forget, we are going to be the exclusive Buffalo Bills podcast for PunchDrunkSports.com. And more details will come soon. If you don't know what Punch Drunk Sports is, it's a great podcast. And it's about general sports, but they're going to have a network for all the professional teams. 
Again, I am Dave at NumBillsFan on Twitter. And I'm Adam at NumBillsAdamD on Twitter. And actually, I have another Twitter account I'd like you to check out. It's a new podcast I'm doing, which is titled School for Grownups, Life According to a 30-something community college freshman. And you can follow that podcast on Twitter at schoolforgrownups.com. That's school, the number four, grownups. Check it out on Twitter. I did my first episode last night. And it's basically me telling stories about making a bunch of bad life decisions and then going back to community college in my 30s, which is the life that I'm living now. Starting today. Today is my first day of classes. Can't wait to do the next episode. Check it out. It's 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 a comedy podcast. It's gonna be awesome. I'm pretty psyched for it. As as your you know, if there was a top five depth chart, you're definitely like tinging at the top. You know this like we yeah, do yeah, with each yeah. other, and it's like, well, I wouldn't. You be... have been together for a long time. Not not like together. But together, I can't get rid of you. No, no, you can't. You leave too many food scraps laying around. But anyways, let's get out of here, man. I'm sick of talking. Same here. Numbillsfan.com. We'll be back next time. Look for us coming up. We might have another one before the game. Not sure. But check your feeds if you haven't. Checked out our Facebook videos on BillsFanaticsBF.com. Also, we had a halftime show during the second preseason game if you want to check that out on our own facebook again we are on facebook as well i am dave at numbillsfan.com that is adam deacon at numbills adam d on twitter follow it see it we're out stay numb Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. It's your dog Dave, Dave Palermo. You can follow me on Twitter at fucking Numb Bills Fan. And uh, we're brought to you by NumbillsFan.com. It's your dog Dave. Whoa.